And if you saw the video of that miss, it was just excruciating. That close to a no-hitter. Anyway, we'll get to that later. Hello and welcome to BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross and Joe Ostrowski here with you from 9 to noon Eastern on the BetQL Network. Listen to the show on the Odyssey app. Watch the show on twitch.tv slash BetQL and YouTube. And follow us on X at BetQL Daily. A busy program for you on this Wednesday. Nate Tice from The Athletic is talking all things NFL. And Kelly Ford shares his college football insights. Cubs keep their slim NL Central hopes alive. But we start with the trade that did not happen in the NFL. And hopefully you were listening to us yesterday because Joe and I absolutely nailed it. Jonathan Taylor isn't going anywhere. After the self-imposed deadline, the Colts running back will remain in Indianapolis. However, he is on the pup list, and so he will miss the first four games of the season. Even if he is traded, he still has to sit out those four contests. Joe, this has become crazier and wackier as the hours pass, because the question is, why is Jonathan Taylor on the pup list? Is he truly injured, or is this part of a negotiation ploy? This is impactful because if, say, he's on the pup list so that he avoids, quote-unquote, sitting out, well, then he's got to come off the pup list and play right away. However, if he is injured, then maybe the things that happened to him last year are perhaps a little bit more severe than we were led to believe. And so before we get to betting angles pertaining to Jonathan Taylor and perhaps the rushing market, what do you make of all of this? Does it matter? Does it matter if he's traded? I mean, isn't that what the bet, what the NFL is screaming to us? What a lot of bettors have been saying? I'd like to believe that certain media members would uh, learn a lesson here, but they won't. They won't. Maybe you shouldn't take what an crazy agent is screaming. The guy that was uh, going after owners on Twitter uh, at face value when he says, oh, oh, there's trade offers. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Everything that's happened this offseason was telling us that there was not going to be a deal done. So now what? What's the rush? Teams are like, not interested. Maybe something happens around Halloween when we get to that trade deadline. Maybe. Or you have to wait until next year. It's exhibit like 37 from this offseason, Ed. Where they're talking about, yeah, the Vikings, after their 13-win season, we're good on Dalvin Cook. We're fine. Um, Saquon was like begging to come back to the Giants at one point. And now, <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm so happy. Is he? Is Josh Jacobs happy? Is Austin Eckler? Okay, you get to hang around for one more year, but you know the signal is you're going to be gone, dude. We really don't care what kind of a season you have. You're going to be gone in a year. And, we, and now we have Jonathan Taylor as well. So they can have their Zoom meetings, and I do feel for them. Like I understand guys that have gone public like Derrick Henry and, and say, like, you know, we've worked our whole lives for this. I, I understand where you're coming from. Nick Chubb, too, he's talked about it on the record. It's not changing. This is where we are. Uh, the, the rest of the, the league agrees with a lot of betters, a lot of people that were saying, hey, it's not smart to pay running backs. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys probably learned their lesson when they ended up paying Zeke, and the Rams learned their lesson when they paid Gurley. So, I mean, this is, this is where it's at, and the entire league agrees. Betting angles, I don't know. Can you come up with one? 
And does it make much sense to say, okay, now we're down on the Colts? Like, where's he going to go? Like, we're we're not quite sure. I don't. Do you have something in mind? Is there a betting angle here? Oh, I have a couple of betting angles that I want to run by you, okay. uh, just to kind of get get your takes here. I, I want to circle back real fast because I think context matters as far as these uh, betting angles are concerned. Uh, Jonathan Taylor missed six games last year because of a right ankle injury, underwent surgery in January, but he's still unavailable. So it's possible that he is injured and maybe that has something to do with all of this posturing. I don't know, but at Mm -hmm. least that context matters from the athletic, uh, Jonathan Taylor cannot stay on the pup list. If he does, then he does not become a free agent next year, and he would still owe Indianapolis another healthy season in 2024. So again, the question is, once he comes off the pup list, will he be playing in a Colts uniform? Will he be traded? Is he going to try and sit out games? If he tries to do that, he's going to lose a lot of money because these things ultimately catch up. And so a lot still has to be figured out. But from a betting perspective, There are two bets that I want to run by you, Joe. Get your thoughts first before I share mine. Jonathan Taylor at 30 to 1 on BetMGM to win comeback player of the year. That's one. The second is that Jonathan Taylor gets the most total rushing yards at 65 to 1, depending upon where you shop. Do either of those sound intriguing? I'd be more willing to go with... Uh, rushing leader as stupid as that sounds now that we know he's going to be out for the first four weeks but would now be the time to strike with that or would that number get better uh as we go through week one week two hey week three we've got somebody with 425 rushing yards out of the gates they're that runaway favorite they're definitely going to be the rushing leader you know i i wonder if the the number would even get better Because if he does see the field at earliest, he's probably going to be at what a four to 500 yard deficit from the leader. So maybe, maybe that number ends up being a hundred to one come back. No, I'm not, not interested in because of the news that we got out of Buffalo yesterday. We are actually on the same wavelength here, Joe. I'm with you that for comeback player of the year, absolutely not. DeMar Hamlin's pretty much winning this thing. Like, why even it's over. about other candidates? Like, it, it it's over yeah. already, and we're in August. That's, that's fun. Mm-hmm. But as far as being the rushing leader, in 2021, Taylor lapped the field in rushing yards over expected per next-gen stats with plus 389. Second place was Nick Chubb at plus 255. So Taylor had more than 130 additional rushing yards over expected than everybody else in the National Football League in 2021. So when you're looking at ceiling, his may very well be higher than any other running back in the league right now. He also had roughly 100 more carries than the other players in contention for this RYOE title, so to speak. So Taylor needs to be healthy. And Anthony Richardson cannot take away too many carries from him. Back in 2021, Mm -hmm. other than Naheem Hines and Carson Wentz, uh, those are your only other two potential rushers. Uh, But really, it was Jonathan Taylor's, you know, ball to carry, I guess. So a lot has to be figured out. I need to know that Jonathan Taylor is actually going to play for me to place this bet. So that's number one. And then number two, like you're saying, 
you you may want to wait a little bit because that number may be better. Even if I get information that he is going to make himself available and he is going to play in a Colts uniform, I look at this and say, you know what? That information matters way more to me than what kind of deficit he is going to face after four games. So give me some validation that he's playing. If that's the case, I might wait a little bit, but I think there is a play to be made here. Yeah, I, I want to go back uh, to what you said about comeback, and I'm on board with you. Like Maybe we could make a case for Tua or something if the Dolphins win the division and they're great, but you know, in the same division as Tamar Hamlin. I, I thought this number would move. We're st- the best number I see in the market right now, BetMGM minus 275 for Hamlin. Is that still bettable right now for you? Yes, absolutely it is. Yeah. Because I 100%. still think that there are enough folks who believe that we can go in different directions with, say, more high-profile players or more accurately players who play in more high-profile positions. Like, I'm sure some folks are looking at, like, a Russell Wilson. I know the Daily Tip was talking about him as a candidate for comeback player of the year, and they said, absolutely not, won't happen. I agree with them. But there's still a group who believe that Wilson can win this honor. Tua would be another one. There are probably other quarterbacks you can point to who can make a case. But again, I know I've mentioned this to you before, but the DeMar Hamlin story was such a big one at the end of last season. When I was in the NFL office out in L.A., you were seeing DeMar Hamlin stuff everywhere. Everyone was constantly reminded, praying for him, hoping for the best, all of that stuff. We were seeing number three everywhere. The league made a big point of honoring him. And so he is very much on the forefront of our minds. And look, that, that first game when he's playing in Buffalo, people are going to go nuts. Those are going to be indelible yeah. sounds, indelible images. I don't know how in the world anybody's supposed to compete with that. Yep. They're going to break in on red zone with it. It's going to lead all the highlights of that, of that day in the NFL. It's going to be on repeat all weekend. People will be talking about it on that Monday. It's going to be everywhere. Anytime the Bills are on the road, DeMar Hamlin's going to be celebrated, at least for a quick moment, before they get back to booing the Buffalo Bills. So I, th- there's no doubt in my mind, 100% on board with you there. I would think as the season progresses, like this is going to be a Shohei Otani number quickly, early <laughs> on in the season. That would be my guess. Once he is on the mm-hmm. field, it's going to get to a uh, a ridiculous, a ridiculous number. I know we've oh. said if he takes the field and plays a snap, it's over. What, what if, if that happens early? No, okay, not even that. Okay, what if it happens week one, week two, and eventually again? Because he's a he's a backup right now, right? What if no. they're not going to cut him? I don't think, but like they mutually agree, okay, like maybe football. I'm done with football halfway through the season, something like that. Does that open it back up? No, not for me. Yeah, yeah. No, it it really doesn't. I and not to mention that even at the end of the year, we're going to get the montages of you know, all the great plays and moments of the NFL season. How is that not the first one or one of the first ones? We're going to be constantly reminded of the DeMar Hamlin story, no matter how much he plays. And we'll be reminded again once voting comes out. 
So in that respect, I, I don't know how anybody else can win this. I think the bigger question is, do you want to tie down your money for an extended period of time? That to me is the bigger question as far as if you make this investment. And by the way, you. The, the guy that he's behind in the depth chart played two games last year, Micah Hyde. So right. Right. he could very well be forced I, into action. <laughs> that's a good point. The first highlight they're going to play on inside the NFL after week one is like mm-hmm. the pomp and circumstance, all inside access NFL film style, Damar Hamlin. And you're going to see that video on social mm-hmm. media and everywhere else. And everywhere else. And it'll be great, but that's yeah. just gonna... 100%. Yeah, the campaign is going to be overwhelming. That's yeah. that, all that, the pregame shows. A like that. Oh, we got a one on one with Hamlin this week. Now we got a one on one. Yes, yes. Right. We're People are we're probably you know, going to have more fans about... talking about wanting to be doctors and medics and things like that because of the Demar Hamlin story. Yeah, they're going to personalize it. All of that stuff. Like I don't know how anyone else competes with that PR. Uh, you know, push, I guess. We're going to, we're probably going to get more behind the scenes than we've had in all of the, these one-on-ones of the profiles on Hamlin that we're going to see over the football season. That's why I think it doesn't go away. If he does play early, doesn't play a ton because it's just going to be a year round thing. Yeah. And you know what? One final thought. Like I know how this, we did this story in Houston with DJ Hayden. Like, he okay. almost mm-hmm. died on the field, got rushed to the hospital. We talked to the paramedics, the family. Like, you know, DJ sat down with us, told us all about, how, like, how his surgery and everything else. Like, I can tell you the exact exact story we're going to see. Right. Was it year all year on a local level? Uh, it happened in November. He was back in studio with us the first time in March. And then we did the story right before the draft like finished piecing it all together. We went to the gym, the trainer he rehabbed with. Like that's what we're going to see. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Right. Exactly. Uh, Other notables on the pup list, Cardinals quarterback, Kyler Murray, Bills outside linebacker, Von Miller, uh, Bengals tackle, Lyle Collins. Anything else stand out to you, Joe, on the list? No, those were the big ones. I, I actually thought the cut list was more intriguing. NFL, not major league baseball. We'll get to that later. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, the I music's playing. Thank goodness. Thank you. Yes. This is Becky All Daily presented by BetMGM. <laughs> Coming up next, one last look at the latest Heisman odds before we get into week one of the college football season right here on the Becky All Network. 